First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. Bill is in New Hartford. William, good morning. You're on the radio. Good morning, Bill. I don't know if uh, you mentioned it, talking about the Beach Boys, but at one time, Glenn Campbell was a Beach Boy. I guess I didn't know that. Yeah, for a short while, yeah. Maybe a year or so. Okay. He was was a Beach Boy. Was it when he was, uh, it must have been when he was very, very young, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Pretty young, yeah. So, like, before he was Glenn Campbell, the rhinestone cowboy, he was a Beach Boy? Yeah, he was for a while. Okay, all right. I'm going to look that up because they don't list him as one of the former members, but I'm going to I'm going to look that up. Okay. Like a suntan beach boy. That's right. Yeah. Okay, Bill, thank you. And that whole thing about Greeley touring with the Beach Boys is really pretty cool. Yeah, he'll be calling in soon. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that coming up in a second. They list uh, as past members Carl Wilson, Dennis Wilson, David Marks, Ricky Fatar, and Blondie Chaplin. As uh, as former members of the uh, of the Beach Boys, I didn't know uh, Glenn Campbell was in there. Is that Greeley right now? Uh, let's take That's him down. And, and I, I never knew Carl Marx was a uh, Beach Carl Marx. Yes, he's, <laughs> you know yes. who else? Well, you know who else was in on the Beach Boys was. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Manson. Charles Manson. He was a big fan. Yeah, he was a musician. Really? He was. A, he wrote. Co-wrote one of the songs. Uh, I had no one idea. One of the Beach Boys hits. Yeah. Good morning, Greeley. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you today? Now, you didn't tour with Charles Manson, I don't believe. (laughs) I don't remember him in the dressing room. I I do remember some others, though. You weren't at Sharon Uh, Tate's house, were you? (laughs) (laughs) No, we didn't do that leg of the tour, no. Oh, good, good, yeah. yeah. All right, so, Greeley, uh, good morning, and thank you for for piping in on this. This is, uh, I I guess I didn't know or didn't remember that you toured with, with, was uh, was this in the 80s and 90s? When was this? Uh, this was in the mid '80s, uh, right okay. after you know we had this small little local band called Mr. Ed yeah. that played a couple, couple of gigs around here, and uh, you know with myself and Larry Desiato and Jeff Abbey and Monk Rowe and uh, a whole bunch of other folks over the years. But anyway, that band ended, and then Jim Lucas, the drummer for Mr. Ed and I, immediately the next day were flown down to New York City. To rehearse for our first gig with Todd Holbin, which was at the Bitter End on a Monday night, which wow. is kind of cool. Yeah. So shortly after that, uh, uh, we actually Todd had already toured with the Beach Boys a couple of times, but we became a regular staple. They would call us up like last minute, uh, "Can you do a couple shows with us?" So we <laughs> we did that regularly. Wow, yeah, Brian, so, could you give me a little more notice, please? Jeez, yeah. we got things to do. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was all right. We were say would they they would say, "Can you be there?" We'd say, "What time?" So yeah, the first first gig that uh, that we did with them uh, was in Pennsylvania. I think it might have been a state fair or something like that. So uh, we did our rehearsal in the afternoon on stage, sound check, all that kind of stuff, and then we went downstairs and uh, hung out with the Beach Boys in their dressing room. And I have to tell you. Uh, it was Mike Love, Al Jardine, uh, Bruce Johnston, who I think has passed away since then. Yeah. He wrote the song, I Write the Songs That Make the Whole World. Oh, okay, yada, yada. wow. Yeah. yeah. He, said that, he said that song bought him his first house, by the way. It was pretty funny. Wow. Uh, but anyway, so we were downstairs, and uh, they were sharing everything with us. No egos, nothing like that at all. And that, that was the way it was every show we did with them. Yeah. Uh, they, they had all of this Nautilus equipment that was popular back in the day. And uh, they didn't use it for exercise. They used it to hang their clothes on. So the <laughs> road crew was like, <laughs> we have to cart all the stuff around so these guys can hang their clothes on it. 
Um, but uh, I remember uh, when it was time to go on, coming upstairs, security holding the flashlights for us, we're coming up the stairs. And, you know, we'd been there in the afternoon, and there was nobody there. So I said, geez, I wonder if anybody's here yet. And I uh, pulled a tarp back a little bit, and I saw, like, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. And to this day, I can remember my heart beating and uh, getting nervous and saying to myself, Greeley, what are you, 17? You've done this a few times before. You're getting nervous now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was just the biggest gig I'd ever done in my how, life. How, so, old, how old were you then, Greeley? I was about uh, let's see, 10, 20, 30, 35, something like that, wow. 30-ish, something like that. That, is, so, that, that had to be the most incredible experience. It, it, it truly was. And uh, we did a whole bunch of other shows with him, too. Like, uh, we did SPAC with him. Uh, we done jo- uh, oh, we did Jones Beach with the Kinks. We did sh- several shows with them as well, wow. as with Todd. But uh, the Beach Boys are just fantastic guys. Uh, one memory I have about that show is Roger McGuinn from The Birds. He was also uh, touring with them, opening up. And he... Uh, was just hanging out at that one particular show. And I remember explaining to him the concept of MIDI. Bill, you know what MIDI yes, is, right? Yes, yes, It was like he'd never heard of it, and I couldn't believe that a guy like him had never heard of musical instrument digital interface, which was really big right. in the mid-'80s. It was yes. taken off. Yeah. So I gave him a little uh, explanation of it, because in my other uh, life I was working part-time at Peach Music, selling Yamaha gears. <laughs> I was wow. pretty well versed on it at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. But it was pretty cool. Did you Have you seen the documentary uh, Echo in the Canyon? No, I haven't. Oh, you got to watch that. And, and Brian Wilson is a part of that. And it talks yeah. about all of those 60s stars and, you know, the mamas and the papas and all of, the, all of them uh, that would go uh, into this, uh, this area outside Los Angeles. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where they all... They all hung out, and they created music. They did it together. Band members cool. were merging with other band members. It was just a very creative time. It's an awesome documentary. And cool. uh, and you hear them all. You know, there was also some fighting, the inner fighting going on, because, you know, one band member was sleeping with another band member's girlfriend or wife, and, you know, it got <laughs> well, a little ugly. I remember uh, Brian Wilson wasn't with them uh, at that show, but he at that time, but he was returning to do some big July 4th show, I remember, that we weren't on. But uh, an, another one, and I'll, I'll let you guys know, go, I know you have a lot to talk about today. Oh, this is interesting. I another one it. was a, a show that we did uh, somewhere else, I think it was in Pennsylvania, where they called us back up on stage with them to do an encore. Wow. So so we're upstate, uh, I, someone else was playing bass, so uh, I obviously didn't play bass, but uh, the, the whole band came up and grabbed something to play. And I stood between Mike Love and Al Jardine, or maybe it was Bruce Johnson. I don't remember. And I, I'm singing with them, ba, 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 baran, wow. ba, 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 ba. And that's the only words I knew to the song, because I don't listen to words <laughs> hey, of the song. <laughs> that is but, really cool. But that was before camera phones, and I'm thinking no uh, one at home is ever going to believe this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, imagine if it was today, and and you would have yeah. you, you'd have all of the video to uh, to prove it. But listen, we believe you, and yeah, I it, hope so. It sounds like uh, <laughs> that had to just be a, a really exciting time uh, for you. Pretty cool. 
it, it truly was, you know, yeah. and they were as down to earth as uh, you can imagine any artist being. Uh, just wonderful guys, wonderful bunch of guys. And, and I have to say that um, it's it's easy for you to for people to listen back on that music and just be like, oh, well, that's that part of that beachy bubblegum type era, and the you know the Beach Boys weren't the Beach Boys were incredibly complex. Their writing yeah. was incredibly complex and unique and. Uh, it really is one of the great, great bands of all time. And, and their, their vocals are yeah. what really make them stand out. I mean, whether you like them or not, you have to respect them to what they did and how long they've been around. And they uh, set a new style in motion, you know, that yeah. whole California sound. They were, they're the guys. Yeah. Nothing but respect. All right. Very cool, Greeley. We appreciate it. And, uh, and Todd Hoban, another great guy. We've had, I think uh, Todd performed on our um uh, did an acoustic piece on our MV at home. If you remember during the pandemic when everybody's stuck at home, we did yeah. a little uh, a little something uh, from home and everybody performed from home. Uh, he did one a great the, guy. Todd is a great talent. One of the most beautiful guys on the planet, Todd yep. Holden. I love him. Yeah, pretty awesome. All right, Greeley, yep. thank you so much. Take we, care, guys. You have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, great story from uh, from Greeley Ford. How about that? Uh, Andrew, is this related? Yes, uh, Pat in Utica. Hi, Clap. Pat, you're on. Uh, in regards yeah, uh, to Glenn, I just wanted to clarify: yeah. Glenn Campbell was actually a studio musician for quite a long time in uh, okay. the Los Angeles area. He was with a group of guys and girl mm-hmm. who were called the Wrecking Crew, and what they did was all the instrument recording for the Beach Boys, the Mamas and the Papas, uh. Uh, numerous groups. And so, before he actually had his first hit. He was in the studio uh, backing uh, all these groups. Like the and Beach Brian Boys. Brian Wilson yeah. would write the music and, and work with the musicians in the studio, and then later on the Beach Boys would come in and add the vocals. I so see. Even, even though these guys were in the group, they never really heard this, or not in the group, in, in yeah. the recording process. They didn't hear the final product until sometime later when the yeah. vocals were all added. Wow. I never knew, uh, I never knew that Glenn Campbell was... Uh was a part of all of that, but not listed as a band member, but a studio musician. And, and probably when you listen to the music, you're hearing a little Glenn Campbell in that early beach boy stuff. Evidently they needed him because, uh, to fill in and because he was excellent and he knew the music, he had the job to fill in for, uh, whatever beach boy was not there. All right. Very cool. Brian, I think it was Brian Wilson. He, he, Glenn said something about, I heard in an interview one time he had to play bass. So Brian Wilson played bass. So, wow. Uh, Brian Wilson really is uh, is a genius, um, when, oh a mu- musical genius. <laughs> when you think about what was really created, you dig into what the Beach Boys really accomplished. It's incredible. All right, Pat, good stuff. Thank you. All right, take care. Have a great day. All right, uh, bye-bye. You live and learn every day. That'll be tomorrow's free money question, by the way. Uh, what uh, what band did, uh, did Glenn Campbell uh, back in the studio? Uh, that would be the Beach Boys. Pretty cool.